Shavnam Diaries Podcast. We're continuing to read Bhagavad Gita as it is, the book by His Divine Grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Chapter 9 The Most Confidential Knowledge. Page number 399, continuing the purport of verse number. For those who are engaged in devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all sinful reactions, whether fructified in a stalk or in the form of a seed, gradually vanish. Therefore, the purifying potency of devotional service is very strong, and it is called Pavitram Uttamam the purest. Uttama means transcendental. Tamas means this material world or darkness and Uttama means that which is transcendental to material activities. Devotional activities are never to be considered material. Although sometimes it appears that devotees are engaged just like ordinary men. One who can see and is familiar with devotional service will know that they are not material activities. They are all spiritual and devotional, uncontaminated by the material modes of nature. It is said that the execution of devotional service is so perfect that one can perceive the results directly. This direct result is actually perceived and we have practical experience that any person who is chanting the holy names of Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In course of chanting, without offenses, feels, feels some transcendental pleasure and very quickly becomes purified of all material contamination. This is actually seen. And that's for sure. Every single individual can see the result of their own spiritual practice. Furthermore, if one engages not only in hearing but in trying to broadcast the message of devotional the message of devotional activities as well, mm, this is also important. If one engages not only in hearing but in trying to broadcast the message of devotional activities as well, or if he engages himself in helping, helping the missionary activities of Krishna consciousness, he gradually feels spiritual progress. This advancement in spiritual life does not depend on any kind of previous education or qualification. It doesn't depend on it. Hmm? The method itself is so pure that by simply engaging in it, one becomes pure. 
In the Vedanta Sutra 3.2.26, this is also described in the following wor- words. Prakashascha karmanyabhyasat. Quote, devotional service is so potent that simply by engaging in the activities of devotional service, one becomes enlightened without a doubt. Unquote. A practical example of this can be seen in the previous life of Narada, who in that life happened to be the son of a maidservant. He had no education, nor was he born in a high family. But when his mother was engaged in serving great devotees, Narada also became engaged and sometimes, 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 in the absence of his mother, he would serve the great devotees himself. Narada personally says, In this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 1.5.25, Narada describes his previous life to his disciple Vyasadeva. He says that while engaged, one interesting thing, Vyasadeva is the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Narada, he's a devotee of the Lord, but he became the teacher of Vyasadeva. <laughs> so beautiful. He says that while engaged as a boy servant for those purified devotees during the four months of their stay, he was intimately associating with them. Sometimes those sages left remnants of food on their dishes and the boy who would wash their dishes wanted to taste the remnants. So he asked the great devotees for their permission and when they gave it, Narada ate those remnants and consequently became freed from all sinful reactions. So tasting the remnants of somebody else's foodstuffs. This is a very intimate association. I don't need to explain why it is intimate, right? In nowadays, that's what couples do. <laughs> very interesting. But Narada um, Muni, because it's called Maha Maha Prasad, if a remnant of a great devotee, it's Maha Maha Prasad. Very intimate. So it says that sometimes, how did Narada intimately associate with them? Because um, I'm sure none of my audience, but some people may say, oh, intimately. Yeah, it's like, you know, you, um, as uh, Victor Prabhu used to say, everybody hears according to their level of rottenness. So, yeah, he was intimately associating with them. How? He would take the remnants of their food with their permission. And when they gave it, Narada ate those remnants and consequently became freed from all sinful reactions. As he went on eating, he gradually became as pure-hearted as the sages, 
The great devotees relished the taste of unceasing devotional service to the Lord by hearing and chanting, and Narada gradually developed the same taste. Narada further says, Tatranvaham Krishna Katha Pragayatam Anugrahena Shrinavam Manograha Tashradhaya Me Nupadam Vishrinvataha Priya Shravasyangamama Bhavadruchi by associating with the sages Narada, got the taste for hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord. And he developed a great desire for devotional service. Therefore, as described in the Vedanta Sutra, Prakashascha Karmanya Bhyasat, if one is engaged simply in the acts of devotional service, everything is revealed to him automatically and he can understand. This is called pratyaksha, direct, directly perceived pratyaksha. So pratyaksha, like Vishapanishad says pratyaksha, anumana and shabda, and pratyaksha, anumana is something materialists use, and uh, shabda is something for devotees, but actually um, it's not like devotees, they just throw away pratyaksha and anumana and they only listen and only listen and that's just the only way they receive information. Prabhupada says here that devotees automatically perceive that devotional service is revealing themselves to, to them through pratyaksha, direct perception. Look at that. Hmm. Wow. I mean, <laughs> who could have guessed? I mean, the word dharmyam means the path of Religion. Narada was actually a son of a maidservant. He had no opportunity to go to school. He was simply assisting his mother and fortunately, fortunately, his mother rendered some service to the devotees. The child, Narada, also got the opportunity and simply by association achieved the highest goal of all religion. The highest goal of all religion is devotional service, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam Savai Pumsam Parodharmo Yatobaktir Adhokshaje. Religious people generally do not know that the highest perfection of religion is the attainment of devotional service. As we have already discussed in regard to the last verse of chapter 8, Videshu Yageshu Tapakshu Cheva. Generally, Vedic knowledge is required for self-realization. But here, although Narada never went to school of the spiritual master and was not educated in the Vedic principles, he acquired the highest results of Vedic study. This process is so potent that even without performing the religious process regularly, one can be raised to the highest perfection. How is this possible? This is also confirmed in Vedic literature. Acharyam, Acharyavan Purusho Veda. One who is in association with great Acharyas, even if he is not educated or has never studied the Vedas, can become familiar with all the knowledge necessary for realization. So now, I really like it how some examples from the Shastras we apply, like for example, uh, let, let me just see one very nice example. 
like the example of whose example do we constantly hear in the temple saying that he did like this he did ah okay Ramananda Rai we, we, we apply like some for example like Ramananda Rai he says that oh Varnashrama is needed and Lord Chaitanya says no Varnashrama is external it's it's not really the point and we're like yeah Ramananda Rai or what other examples? Well, let's say Pralad Maharaj, because everybody loves the story of Pralad Maharaj, and we say that yes, we are, we will go and we will do anything for Krishna, and Krishna will protect. It's true. Look at Indradyumna Maharaj. He preached in like his diaries that describe all of this. Like he preached in Amazon, in the f- jungles. He would travel to, like. Uh, to Tajikistan when there was war, literally. And one time my Guru Maharaj and Indriyuna Maharaj, they were in the car and uh, there was a crossfire. They got into a crossfire and my dad, he just, he just, uh, he was sitting in like in, in between of them and then he just took their heads, pulled them down, you know, so that, you know, the crossfire doesn't hit them. And then he screamed at his drivers like, go! And there was the, you know, this, this uh, Tokyo drift. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they were driving away from this crossfire. But the very fact that they knew that there was war in Tajikistan, they, they came there. Imagine, like, my Guru Maharaj and Rajuna Maharaj, they're like, Haribal, Prahlad Maharaj. We apply these principles. But <clears throat> here in Ardamuni, he didn't go to school. Just by association. All the realization came. You think it's unapplicable to us that we must study the Vedas or otherwise there's no way we're devotees? No. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that, you know, nobody has to study the Vedas because we can all become Narada Munis, right? Everybody's Narada Muni. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> everybody's everybody. Everybody is an individual. Nobody is Narada Muni, nobody is Mother Yashoda, nobody is Prahlad Maharaj. We're all like ourselves, okay? Ay, Govinda. Okay. So one who is in association with great Acharyas, even if he's not educated or has never studied the Vedas, can become familiar with all the knowledge necessary for realization. The process of devotional service is a very happy one. Susukam. Any doubts? <laughs> Any doubts? Maybe we should make a sticker. The process of devotional service is a very happy one. Sukham, make a sticker and point, like, you know, stick it everywhere around Mayapur. I'm sure that, or we can make a big billboard and put it next to TOVP so that everybody would donate happily. <laughs> Actually, I can tell it on Andlila Mataji. Maybe she will like this idea. Why? Why? Devotional service consists of Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. So, continuing reading. Why? Devotional service consists of Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. So, one can simply hear the chanting of the glories of the Lord or can attend philosophical lectures on transcendental knowledge given by authorized acharyas. Simply by sitting, one can learn. Then one can eat the remnants of the food offered to God. Nice. 
palatable dishes. In every state, devotional service is joyful. One can execute devotional service even in the most poverty-stricken condition. The Lord says, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. He is ready to accept from the devotee any kind of offering, never mind what, even a leaf, a flower, a bit of fruit, or a little water, which are all available in every part of the world, can be offered by any person, any person. It's in, in the book, any is in italics, meaning there's an emphasis on any person, regardless of social position, and will be accepted if offered with love. There are many instances in history. Simply by tasting the tulsi leaves offered to the lotus feet of the Lord, great sages like Sanat Kumar became great devotees. Therefore, the devotional process is very nice and it can be executed in a happy mood. God accepts only the love with which things are offered to Him. It is said here that this devotional service is eternally existing. It is not as the Mayavadi philosophers claim. Although they sometimes take to the so-called devotional service, the, their idea is that as long as they are not liberated, they will continue their devotional service, but at the end, when they become liberated, they will, in quotes, become one with God. Unquote. Such temporary time-serving devotional service is not accepted as pure devotional service. Actual devotional service continues even after liberation. When the devotee goes to the spiritual planet in the kingdom of God, he is also engaged there in serving the Supreme Lord. He does not try to become one with the Supreme Lord. In other words, we don't serve God to become God. We don't serve Krishna to become Krishna. As will be seen in Bhagavad Gita, actual devotional service begins after liberation. After one is liberated, when one is situated in the Brahman position, Brahma Bhuta, one's devotional service begins. No one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead by executing Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, or any other yoga independently. By these yogic methods, one may make a little progress toward Bhakti Yoga, but without coming to the stage of devotional service, one cannot understand what is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is also confirmed that when one becomes purified by executing the process of devotional service, especially by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita from realized souls, then he can understand the science of Krishna or the science of God. Evam prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakta Bhagavad Bhakti Yogataha. Evam Prasanda Manaso Bhagavad Bhakti Yogataha. 
when one's heart is cleared of all nonsense, then one can understand what God is. Thus, the process of devotional service of Krishna consciousness is the king of all education and the king of all confidential knowledge. It is the purest form of religion and it can be executed joyfully, without difficulty. Therefore, one should adopt it. Haribo! Okay, so uh, we will continue tomorrow with the next verse. Uh, starting with Ashrada Dhanah Purusha, meaning those who are not faithful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Rama